0: Hello and welcome to Turning Point Sermons. My name is Cameron Howell, and I sure am excited that you're here today. Our sermon today is actually not a sermon. Um, And so I'm kind of changing some things today, and I'm actually going to share with you a lesson that I taught to our young adults. Um, I work as the young adult pastor at Grandview Baptist Church in Beaver Creek, Oregon. Um, And out here, I taught a lesson about a year ago on discovering God's plan for your life. Um, And what's interesting is this lesson is actually a study that I did as I was preparing to write a book, and so um, I'm excited to announce today that that book is finally available for purchase. Um, The book is entitled Then Comes Marriage, A Practical Guide to Intentional Dating, Um, and so if you are interested in a biblical look at uh, what dating should look like, if you are desiring to understand how God would have you to build a foundation for a marriage and the the process that could happen during the dating stages of life, um, this book will be a great big help to you. Um, I'm excited to announce that it's available on Amazon today. If you were to search Then Comes Marriage by Cameron Howell, you can find it, purchase it, um, and you can, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can have it sent to your home in just a few short days. Over the last seven years as I've been the young adult pastor here, um, I've had scores of young people ask me for resources about dating. Um, and as I went through the process of trying to find some things and bought some books and, and read some resources, I discovered that there was no resource that was really biblical um, and, and practical at the same time while simultaneously geared towards the young adult age group. And so with The Lord's Leading, I went through the process and started outlining and began writing a book and I'm excited to announce that today it's available. Um, and so the book is actually set up into three stages. And so it starts off in becoming dateable. Um, and so if you're a young man or young lady and you are not dating currently, you're not in a relationship, but you wanna be, Uh, You can start reading that book now and that'll give you uh, some resources and some helps in uh, guiding you through these early stages and and what to do in the process of getting into a dating relationship. Uh, The second section of the book is for people who are dating and they're in in a relationship. It'll help you uh, know what steps to take, what pitfalls to avoid, uh, communication, getting to know them. Um, and so that'll help you if you are in those those early stages of dating. And then the book finishes um, at the end with some thoughts about uh, more serious relationships. And it gets into building a lasting relationship, knowing how to disagree and uh, settling into your God-given role for the home and uh, knowing when to break up. Uh, a lot of times you, you have these questions about, well, this thing bothers me and that thing bothers me, but not really knowing for sure if the things that are you're struggling with are things worth breaking up over. And so I, I dissect all of that in the book and we take a look at biblical principles and things to help you diagnose the issues and know for sure, moving forward confidently, that God has established this relationship on the right foundation and that you are moving forward in something that God has established. Now, if you couldn't already tell, I am so excited about this, and so I hope that you will go and check it out. Um, again, it's available on Amazon. If you have troubles finding it there, you can search my website, CameronHowell.com, um, and it's available there, and you can click the link and go straight to Amazon from there. So without further ado, let's get into the lesson today, Discovering God's Plan for Your Life. You know, it's, the, it's always around this time of year um, that I, I discover this inherent focus among people on finding God's will. You ever notice that? It's right around graduation when people start really pushing to to find God's will and like, where am I gonna go to college, right? Where where, where would God want me to spend my educational years? Where, Where does God want me to go in my career? Where does God want me to go in order to find a spouse? Where does God want me to go? How does God want me to do it? All of these questions really push themselves towards our entire future um, and the decisions that we make in order to find God's will for us, how do we do that? What are the steps to doing that? Um, and t- today, our goal is to really talk about that very subject, to discover for us individually how we can discover God's plan for our lives. Um, now, maybe you've heard the statement before that uh, God led me to to do something. You ever heard that statement before? Um, if you've been around here very long, you've heard Pastor Muchler say that very thing. 38 uh, years ago, I want to say 38 years ago, he said uh, God led him from Arkansas where he was pastoring a church to Oregon to start a church. And you listen to something like that and you go, how does he know, right? How, how does somebody know that God called them to a place that they've never heard of or never really been to um, I, I remember Pastor Musher was saying he, he pronounced the name wrong until he got here and got corrected by the first person he met. i um, happy to be here in Oregon, right? And it's not Oregon, it's Oregon. Oh, oh, oh okay, and, he, and it's amazing how we can find stories like this, but then the question of how do I get a story like that in my own life? Wouldn't you like to wake up in 38 years, 40 years, and know that God brought me here, God intended for me to do this thing. And, and by the way, that doesn't mean it's ministry. Okay? I'm not necessarily even talking about a call to ministry, but God has an individual plan for your life. Now, how do we take the steps now to make sure that we find that in our lives? And we're going to talk about that today. Uh, you know, God's will is often commonly referred to as the purpose to which an individual is called or simply uh, that God has something specifically planned for each of us. Now, the general consensus is that God's plan is, uh, God's will is time sensitive and that if you don't find it when you're supposed to find it, then you'll miss it and you'll be lost for eternity. Um, And so there's this general consensus that if you don't get it at the right time, uh, that you'll never get there. Um, And and I will say that that is false. So uh, spoilers, I'm getting ahead of my lesson already. Um, Now, some think it's spooky, okay, some think God's will is spooky and you kind of, gotta hold your head right and go through these you know you ever played sports with somebody who's like really like they have to wear the same underwear every time like any okay anybody yeah okay now i made a i made a funny statement and don't hold this against him but brother tj is like that if you don't realize that okay every time he goes duck hunting he wears the same t-shirt has to And by the way, it is the ugliest t-shirt you've ever seen in your life. He's been wearing it since like, you know, he was 15 years old. It's like the same t-shirt, it's so funny. But he's he's one of those people that's like, a little bit spooky about like, it's gotta be the same or it's, you know, okay. Some people make it spooky. Some people, they will uh, say that it's whatever they want it to be. They'll make it kind of a fake type of question. And, and what goes into this is, well, you know, que sera, sera, what will be, will be. And uh, we'll just figure it out as we go. And at the end of our life, then that's probably just all going to work out. Um, and so all of these questions kind of push us towards finding God's will for our life. Um, but here's the, truth of the, here's the truth of the answer. God's will is the same for every single person who's ever lived. That's the truth. God's will is the same for every person who's ever lived. Um, and he even outlines it in his word. Let's take a look at it. Um, I'm just going to read through a couple of verses. You don't have to turn there, but if you're taking notes, you can write them down. First of all, God wants every person who's ever lived to go to heaven. Bible says, Matthew 18, 14, Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. God wants every person who's ever lived to go to heaven and to have a saving knowledge of him. Romans 12, 2. God wants us to be separated from the world it says be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God thirdly first Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 3 and 7 for this is the will of God even your sanctification that ye should abstain from fornication God hath not called us unto uncleanness but unto holiness God wants us to be holy Okay? So God wants us to go to heaven. He wants us to be separated from the world, and he wants us to be holy. Number four here, 1 Peter 2.15, For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. God wants us to live a, a morally upright life and be an example of him in everything that we do. God has a purpose for us, and it's the same for every person. The last, the last one I've written down here, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And so God wants us to be thankful in everything. Now, here's the thing about God's will. i have not exhausted, okay? That's not an exhaustive list. But the truth is, God's will is not difficult to understand. It's not spooky. It's not crazy. It's not weird. And uh, it's not something that you can't put a finger on. God has outlined it in his word, and it's the same for every single person that's ever lived. Now, first of all, Take a big sigh of relief. That's easy. Okay. Now, the second thing to remember is it's actually impossible to to, to actually do. That's the thing about God's will. God's will is that we live a perfect life. But we all understand that even in so doing, God understands that we're not perfect. Um, And so as we strive for perfection, we are doing our best to follow God's will for our lives. Okay. Does that make sense to everybody? Now, God's will is different than God's plan. And that's where the rub comes in. You've heard people say uh, these two terms uh, synonymously, like God's will, I, it was God's will that Pastor Muchler start this church 38 years ago, okay? The truth is, God's will is that Pastor Muchler follows these truths, and God's plan was for Pastor Muchler to come here and start this church, okay? That's the distinction that I'm making this morning. Now, the, uh, the, uh, the plan is different for everybody. So I've never met a Christian who was willing to say that if God put it out on a billboard for you, what you were supposed to do with your life, that you would be unwilling to do it, right? Anybody in here? Like if if God would write it in the sky, right? Like those planes. You ever seen those planes? We were, uh, we were in Florida, and uh, we had one day on the beach, right? We were just going to go and spend some time, like Carter and Candace. Our kids play in the sand and Carter's like, you know, barely making, you know, it's fun. Uh, But we get there and it's like the white sand. It's just gorgeous. We're having so much fun. And there's like two double red flags. Anybody know what the two double red flags are? Don't go in the water. That's what it means. Like they had had storms in the previous couple of days and it was like really choppy and like just looked angry. You know what I mean? You ever look at the ocean like this just looks mad, you know? That was one of those days. And there's dudes on four-wheelers driving past. Get out of the water, Stay out of the water. It was crazy. Uh, but then I look up in the sky, and there's literally a plane that goes past. Don't go in the water. <laughs> Dangerous rip ties. Like I'm like, what? how much money are they spending to keep people out of the water right now? <laughs> it's pretty impressive. But all of that said, I mean, wouldn't you like sometimes for God to just sit a little airplane past that says, William Hoxie, this is what I want you to do with your life. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Uh, and and here's the thing, I I truly believe that every Christian in this room, if God did that for you, or He just laid it out in billboard, you know, like you're walking through New, the the uh, uh, New York and you see it on like the and like, Whoa, man, God wrote it to me! Like that's what He wants me to do. The problem is, and the truth is, God doesn't do that. Um, and that's where the the problem comes in. How do we find God's plan for our lives if we cannot see it directly? And the truth is, we're left to wonder about what God's plan is for us. The problem with wandering is that it tends towards wandering. When you're wondering about what am I going to do, how does God want this to go, how does God want me to spend my life, we tend to wander. And now we just walk aimlessly, hoping through some accident to come across what it is that God has for us in our life. Now... That's where it brings us to Abraham. Does anybody know anything about Abraham? Did Abraham ever go on a journey to discover God's plan for his life? I think he did. Let's look at it. Romans chapter Genesis chapter 12, looking in verse 1 here. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Um, and it's interesting that the Bible doesn't really introduce him. It just jumps right into his life. Here's God. He's talking to Abraham. He says, Go. And what does Abraham do? He goes. Uh, Genesis twelve four. It says, "So Abraham depart, or so Abram departed, and the Lord had spoken unto him." Now, how differently would this story have gone if Abraham did not already have a relationship with God before this point? Abram just hears this random voice speaking to him, and he's like, "That was weird, right?" Abram. Isn't that, don't you feel like God's voice is just deep? It has to be deep, right? Everyone agree that it's deep? Can we all, okay, anyway. uh, It's gotta be deep. If it's not deep, I'm not sure about this. But anyway, (laughs) my theology is in question if it's not deep. But God speaking to Abram's like, hey, I want you, right? And he's like, I want you to go to Canaan. And Abram's like, sounds good. And he just like packs up his stuff and he leaves. Like, okay, hold on. If Abram did not already have a relationship with God, The voice would have been like a ghost. Like, I'm not doing that. That's spooky. Like, scary. Hello. Who's talking to me from the grave? You know? Uh, We're going to wait for more information before we go, okay? Here's the thing. Abram had to have a relationship with God before this time ever come. Um, And by the way, what about his wife? You don't think Sarah had anything to say about this? You think Sarah was sitting there and Abram comes home? You'll never believe. You'll never believe who I just heard from. God spoke to me. And Sarah's like, yeah, right. No. Sarah knew that Abram had a relationship with God. Abram already had a walk with God so that when God came and spoke to him, Abram knew that, number one, this is God. I 100% believe it. God spoke to me. I was speaking to him. That was God. And Sarah goes, I believe it. So what do they do? They leave. They leave. Okay? If we're going to have a relationship with God where God is going to speak to us and tell us what he wants for our life, it starts with a relationship with him. It starts with finding, just like Abraham did, finding God and speaking to him directly before we ever expect to hear from him. Now, uh, the, the problem is now Abraham's life was not without mistakes, and I won't spend a lot of time on this, but Abraham really spent a little bit too much time trying to accomplish everything that God had promised him and not accepting the timeline in which God had it planned. Uh, if you'll notice, you'll see that uh, he takes some of his family with him. He takes Lot. He takes his father-in-law. He was not supposed to do that, possibly as a way to kind of expand the giant nation that God had promised him. Okay. Uh, secondly, he tells lies about his wife in order to find safe passage through lands where he should have trusted God and his protection. Uh, We see the way that Abraham fled Egypt to escape the uncertainty of drought in Canaan. He ran away from what God had planned for him, not trusting God to take care of his needs. Finally, number four, we see his unwillingness or his willingness rather to bypass his wife in order to raise up a nation because he simply did not trust that God could do a miracle in this situation. And so, um, uh, of course, causing problems for his own future and for the future of all of his descendants. And so we see many ways where Abraham was struggling of course, being a man worth respecting, of course, having a relationship with God, but still struggling to do what uh, was needed to be done. Abraham was so focused on accomplishing what God's plan was for his life that he didn't care the path that he took today. So before you set out to discover what you're going to do with the rest of your life, what God's got for you, your career, your college education, what... what uh, uh, military you join or whatever it is that you're planning to do before you set out on those steps first ask yourself are you willing to follow God's will for your life today you see when you follow God's will remember those two things that we talked about at the beginning that are the same for every person when you follow God's will for your life what he lays out in his word then God will illuminate the path to bring you to his plan for your life it's the plan that's individual to you. And you find it by following what he's got written here. God's will versus God's plan. I want to show you Matthew 5:8. Turn there with me. We're just going to spend just a second here. Matthew 5:8. Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, uh, God, of course, speaking from the Beatitudes, he's talking Sermon on the Mount. And he says, blessed are the pure in heart, okay? Does pure in heart mean sinless perfection, or is your theology? Pure in heart, does that mean sinless perfection? No, because God would never promise to bless us for something we can't do, right? Okay? So pure in heart means having pure motives, okay? Blessed are the pure in heart. You've heard the word upright, okay? That's what this phrase means. Uh, Job was upright. Abram was uh, upright. Noah was upright. These men... Who lived righteously, not meaning that they were perfect, but meaning that with everything that they did, they tried to honor God and follow his plan for their life. Tried to follow God's will. Um, And so, as you strive to follow God's will for your life, living in an upright and moral way, what's the blessing? God says he's going to bless us. That's great. But what is the blessing? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Anybody want to see God? Wake up in the morning, God's like... Hello. No, no, no. Okay. Angels appearing to you. This. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Different stories. Um, but randomly, you know, it's not God's going to appear to you in a dream. Okay. It's not spooky. It's not a ghost. It's nothing crazy. Instead, what it is, God promises that when you live in the way that he has outlined for you and you're doing your best to follow God's will for your life, God blesses you. By illuminating those steps in your life, the next, the next few plans, the the direction that you should go, he illuminates right. The Bible call uh, Bible says that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God opens up your vision to show you, as it were, on a billboard, what it is that he has for your life. Now, it's not always going to be that clear, but I promise you, Pastor Muchler, he's the example we're using today. Pastor Muchler came across Oregon. As a direct result of this truth okay he's living the way he ought to live and god shows him this is the next step and he sets out without delay It's just what abraham did it's what many people in the bible have done and to some lesser extent is what i did at one point in my life okay god illuminates those steps your questions what am i going to do where am i going to go who am i going to marry god will illuminate those things for you as you follow God's will for your life today. Now, as we close here, let me say this. If you're confused or scared by your future, you're not sure what to do, take these steps. Okay, Three things, here we go. Follow God's will outlined in the Bible. You say, I don't know what it is. I didn't write down those verses when you read them. Bring a pen. Uh, No, (laughs) hey, study your Bible. Spend some time in God's word. Find out what God wants you to do. Hey, if you go to your Bible and you say, God, Would you tell me what to do? You know, he'll always tell you what to do. He wants to. He wants to help you make the right decisions. By the way, you're struggling with studying your Bible? Wednesday nights. Starts this Wednesday night. We're going to learn how to study our Bible together. Show up right in this. uh, We're going to start in the auditorium. We'll come here. Wednesday night program for young adults. Number two, do everything with pure motives and no personal agenda. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. Live your life for God. Choosing to set aside those things that you want and instead going forward for what God wants. Number three, get deep into the Bible so God can illuminate your path. And so uh, as you make your prayer, let me say this, make your prayer what Christ taught us in Matthew, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Our goal in life should be to follow God's will, to make him glorified. And in so doing, God will bring the plan to us. You find God's plan for your life by following God's will for your life today. Do today what you know to do, and God will make tomorrow work out. Let's pray we're done. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all you do for us. Pray that you would speak to our hearts. God, thank you for this truth. Lord, in everything that we do, God, I know you care. You you care about our lives. Lord, you want the best for us. You want a relationship with us, and I pray, God, that today that you would help us to trust you, that you would help us to put you first, you'd help us to live the way that we ought, not the way that culture would dictate, not the way that uh, maybe our, our the people around us, our peers, would push us to do so, but rather, God, just to live morally and upright the way that you'd have us to. And we'll give you the honor and praise for all that we do. In your name, amen. God's will is not spooky. It's not a mystery. It is laid out in his word, and if you will follow it today, you will find God's plan for your life. And I I can't say it any more simply than that. Well, I hope this lesson was a help to you. I know that this is kind of out of our normal uh, for the podcast. And so I hope you'll forgive me for that. Um, But as I mentioned at the beginning, this is a taught lesson based on the material from the first chapter of my new book, Then Comes Marriage. And I hope you'll take a moment to just go check it out on Amazon. Um, If you enjoyed the lesson, um, I think you'll really be helped by the book. And so I hope you'll go check that out consider purchasing one for yourself, uh, maybe for your your dating partner or for a friend that you know that's going through a tough time. Um, And I believe the biblical principles that are therein can really be used by God to help you as you navigate through some of these difficult scenarios that occur during this stage of life. Well, thank you for tuning in today. God bless you.